welcome to another week of the Forest Brothers podcast. Thank you for joining us, listener. I hope you had a fantastic weekend and all that good stuff. I'm joined again by my two brothers, Ngome Zulio and Samson. Uh, we'll start. We'll start with my brother Ngome. Ngome, say hi to the people, to the mandem. Oh, hello to you, Mr. Mutsa, and hello to all the listeners out there. Thank you, Mr. Ngome. Mr. Samson, greet our people, please. What's good, everybody? Great to be here. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Awesome. All right. So, yeah, this week we've got a, a jam-packed discussion board, you know, topics to, to really go through. And, uh, yeah, it was an interesting weekend of football, right, gentlemen? Uh, you know, in my opinion, quite a boring weekend. Uh, you know, not too many goals, a few draws, you know, little one-nil wins here. So, not, you know, not, not too entertaining in my opinion. And also maybe because we lost to Chelsea. So maybe I'm a bit biased in my opinions. But um, yeah, I think there are a few, you know, a, a, a few highlights that we can concentrate on here. Um, Ngome Zulu, what was, what, you know, let's, let's, let's let, get us started, please. What was, your, what was your impression of the weekend and any standouts for you? Uh, I'd say like this weekend was a, a, very, a very good weekend in terms of like just games overall like the I, th- I think the quality of the players is coming back like that tiredness and fatigue they felt during the christmas and new year period is now subsiding so now we're starting to see the competitiveness of teams come back uh just a couple of games that were very interesting this weekend of course chelsea spurs big game people call it top four i just call it uh a, a, a title contender versus some um, mid-table fauna um southampton versus man city very interesting game there uh one one draw uh controversial liverpool crystal palace so just a huge spectrum of like just some interesting games that i'd say people people really enjoyed this past weekend yeah, you know what? You're right. That that for me exactly that Southampton Man City game was was a was a pretty good one, you know. Our our boy James Ward Prowse, I don't actually know if he scored, but I know that he, you know, has now been deemed I think he's second to Beckham now in terms of most free kicks scored in the Premier League. So that mandem is crazy when it comes to those spot to those uh to those to those um spot kicks and you know free kicks and all that stuff. So yeah, um, Samson. Any what? What are your thoughts about the weekend that we just had? I think all, all the games you guys mentioned, I think, were ones to follow. Um, another game I thought was interesting was Man United beating West Ham one goal to nil. Um, these are the kinds of games you you become used to Man United losing, um, and you know probably being beaten significantly, you know, given West Ham's, you know, season so far. But West Ham have kind of been on the slide themselves. So uh, I guess it's just interesting to see how, um, especially that one result ended up shaping the top six after this weekend. Um, And also, you know, Aston Villa got another win, Um, you know, and things are looking up uh, for that team from the West Midlands. 
What do you think is actually? Yeah, what do you think is happening West Ham? You think these these boys are getting tired because it looks like Moyes always uses the same eleven players. I don't know. I don't know how stacked his benches, but you know, do you think West Ham can actually keep it up to be you know a top four team, or do they just not have enough resources to to make it to make it up there? You know, will they you know stay around that five six level, or do you think you know the boys will find it within themselves to keep pushing with their Limited star players. It's difficult to say like where that be because you never know with West Ham. One week they can be brilliant, the next they can lose to Norwich. So you kind of never know with them. And I think them playing their play the majority of like their core 13, 14 players they use every week in the Europa League is gonna uh, is gonna starting to catch up with them because most of the players look tired, they're not as energetic as they once were during the beginning stages of the season. And then also with Europa League coming back, the knockout stage is coming back in the next coming weeks. I think that's going to play a huge role in where they finish in the table because they might just decide to give up on fighting for fifth, fourth, or whatever position they can fight for within the league and just focus on the Europa League because they have a, a very thin squad. Like if you take out one Antonio, like, who we're putting up top, Jared Bowen, who's traditionally a winger. So, and, then, and there's no movement like in the transfer window and like signings and things like that. So yeah, for David Moyes, it's actually quite challenging. I think he just has to just manage it right now and see what he can just conjure up as a, as the last couple of eight days left in the transfer window, if he does have the funds for it. You know, I think they should just get J-Links back. That's that's what they need. Once they get J-Links, top two, West Ham, top two. That's that's all they need. They need to, they need to get the boy Links back in the cut. <laughs> um, but I just, you know, before we move on here, I think that the game, notably, that I just wanted to point out was that first song we had, that norwich Watford game. Um, you know, I feel sad, you know, I, I feel some sadness for those brothers and sisters out there who may have Captain Dennis and caught that red card, you know. For me, it was a in terms of FPL, it was a low scoring weekend. It was just a young twenty eight points. Quite disappointed in myself, but you know it could have been worse, especially if I captained Dennis. And you know, since he's not going to play the next game against Burnley, that's it. You know, so you just had to really depend on your other players. Um, but you know, moving forward into our next segment here, we've been having some hot battles, hot conversations in our in our group chat as well about the top four. The top four, you know, top top four title race, you know, who we who we believe are going to be the final four at the end of the season. Uh, we have some very interesting differences in opinion. I want um, to believe that Man United will finish ahead of Chelsea. Uh, my top four list runs as City win the league, of course. You know, Liverpool will be second. Just you know, uh, that makes sense. And then United will snake it into third. And Chelsea, fourth. And then, you know, going down there, I think, you know, probably West Ham will be fifth. And then we have our Arsenal-ish. Actually, this hurts me as a top support to say, but Arsenal probably will finish, you know, sixth. And then Tottenham will be seventh, unfortunately. That's, that's you know, we might have, we, Tottenham might even finish eighth. Our boys are not giving me a lot of confidence right now. But... Um, <laughs> So yeah, what do you what do you two brothers think? Let's let's talk about this. What what, what are the thoughts around this top four? Am I am I am I talking beans, fam? 
quite ridiculous what you just said there. Like your team in third position, that was actually that was actually like an absurd statement to just drop at the pot. Like honestly, man, I think you could do better than that. Because in all honesty, like if you look at the fixtures coming up, like I know Chelsea's gonna go away for the next couple of weeks uh to the Club World Cup. And then they'll just come back and then they'll just play some average sides, I'd I'd call them that. Uh, nothing out of the ordinary. And Manchester United, uh, they have to play, especially in March. If you look at what Manchester United have to play like in the March period, like it's it's actually quite hectic. I know they have Burnley, Southampton, Leeds and Watford in February. We'll gain momentum there. But Chelsea are also playing some average sides, as I said. Because uh, if you look at the fixtures by March, because Man City will then, I think at that time, will try to be, if they're trying to win the league, they'll try to wrap it up by then. So they'll have, they'll have to go to Man City. They'll host, Manuel will host Spurs. They'll go, to, they'll go to Liverpool. So, and also after that is Leicester, Everton. I know they have an easy game against Norwich. Then they'll go, they'll go to Arsenal. So those three away games, I think that's where Manuel will, We'll probably, we'll, we'll probably, I'd say, lose it. By the time they get to that Chelsea game, match week 37, I think it won't matter at that point because probably Chelsea would have raked up probably 24 out of 24 points in the next games up until they play West Ham because you look at their fixtures. This is, this is what dreams are made of, man. Just green everywhere. Green everywhere, man. I don't know, man. That's, that's just like the interesting take there. Uh, with the other side, like I think even Spurs, like Spurs' fixtures are actually better than Manu's fixtures. If they can just catch a bit of form and stop what they're doing, stop playing six defenders, then maybe they could actually get somewhere because what I witnessed today was was actually not an Antonio Conte kind of management style. That was some Mourinho puck the pass kind of energy. You know, but I, I, I have a quick thing about this. Because so, for me, it looks like Ragnick is, is starting to pick up pace with this team. So, you know, what if in February against Burnley, Southampton and, you know, all these little teams that they're going to play, you know, he uses that time period because those should be relatively easy games. He uses that time period to, you know, sharpen his team. You know, I see Martial was back in the cut. He he was influential in the win against, um, what team do they play? West Ham. West Ham, yeah. You know, so w- th- there's an argument there, right? That Man United are picking up momentum. And by the time yeah, they yeah. get to a team like City, for example, City drew today or this weekend. And, you know, yeah. Tottenham, uh, Tottenham is not, that's not going to be too hard of a game, I'd say. Uh, you know, Liverpool, they've been okay, but they've not been like, you know, exceptional. So it's not necessarily like, I know it's a difficult game, it's a derby, whatever it is, this rivalry and what whatnot, but it's possible Ronaldo could come up with a stroke of genius and do something, you know? So what about that kind of, what, what about that argument? They can get those 12 points the whole of February, but then get nothing in April, in March. In, in March. So doesn't that like pretty much just sum up my point that they're not going to be there and thereabouts with the top four race? Because they also, you, you have to keep in mind that they're still in FA Cup. They're still in Champions League. They're trying to progress in all competitions. And the manager doesn't have full, full faith in like the whole 18 or 25 players within the squad. 
because at this point, if you're saying that they're going to challenge on all fronts, they'll need to utilize their squad. And if Manu, I hardly see that. Their two top strikers are average age is 36, I believe. So I don't think those people can be playing, can churn out games every three days, Cavani and Ronaldo every three days. So I don't see that happening. And also, yeah, man, I don't even think, honestly, those 12 points they're sitting for them in February, I don't see them getting 12 out of 12. Maybe they'll get 10 or even 9. They do play the team that ended Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Watford. Uh, Emmanuel Dennis will be back by then. I'm, it could cause some more havoc. You know, Muta, when you were making your... Um, when you bring up your opinion about Man United... I was thinking to myself, if this was a live show, I would have cut your mic. I would have cut your mic as soon as you said Man United third, because what the actual hell? I mean, have you, I mean, have you, have you seen them? I, I know they won, uh, is it today they played or yesterday? I know they won this weekend, but that was 1-0. Ralph has not shown us that he can do anything against anyone who is organized, anyone who seems like they have a plan. He has not shown us that he can consistently beat those teams. And you want to give him third? Okay, number one, they're 11 points behind Chelsea right now. And they're in fourth. They have two games in hand, but even if they win those two, they'll be five points behind. I know they'll play those games probably sometime in February. So let's say in March, they've won all their games. Chelsea have won their games. They have five points behind. They will lose it in March, okay? Because there's no way they're beating Man City. No way they're beating Liverpool. Spurs... I guess maybe, but I also think they'll just lose that game. Um, so my pick instead, I do agree Man City first, Liverpool second, Chelsea third, because I think they already have separated themselves enough. And if today's anything to go by, um, again, Spurs did give it to them. <laughs> Spurs did lay down and let Chelsea walk all over them. Um, but if the kind of performance they put on today is going to be repeated more often, then I don't see any reason why Chelsea can't finish third. Fourth, I think that's what's going to be tight. I don't think West Ham is going to be challenging for fourth just based on recent form. They haven't made a single signing yet, and they could do with extra bodies. And if that doesn't change, I don't see them challenging anyone in the top four. Arsenal, Spurs, Man United. Spurs are very inconsistent, so I don't think that's going to happen. Man U versus Arsenal, again, I need to see more from Ralph. I am not convinced. It's between United and Arsenal. Based on how Arsenal have been playing lately, you know, players they've been missing through Afghan, it's hard to say where they're going to be come March, you know, whether they're going to fall in away or whether they'll still be in it. Man U, it's hard to tell what they're going to be like next game. Because I'm an Arsenal fan, I'll say Arsenal fourth, but I think that one's up in there. But, you know, I mean... So I know. So actually, with with the way the the table is right right now, Man United is, I think it's nine, away from Chelsea, and they have the two games in hand. So if they win those two games, that will just leave three points, and that's just one game. And I know that Chelsea and Man United have you know a game. I think the the second last game of the season is Man United versus Chelsea, and you know. Based on what we're saying, I think still that that game will be the penultimate. You know, that, 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 that will show us who finished top three, in my, in my humble opinion. Because if, if United beat Chelsea, then actually, let me look at the goal difference as well. Like, I should also 
make sure. Actually, yeah, Chelsea's a higher goal difference than United. So, you know, if, if they're on the same level of points, then it's true that Chelsea was too finished. But all I'm just saying is, you know, it, that, that game itself, if United beat Chelsea, it's very possible that United will finish top three. I know Gomez wants to come in and rebuttal me. Go ahead, sir. The floor is yours. It's not really rebuttal, but it's just... You need to look at the fixtures, man. Like, it's not like Chelsea are playing what they have. Because you have to keep in mind, Chelsea has played Man City and Liverpool. They're done with those teams. They don't have to play any of them anymore. And, and Man used to have to play both of them. Doesn't that play into this whole narrative? Because if you look, I'm telling you, maybe it's because I didn't read you Chelsea's fixtures. And maybe you're not a believer, but honestly, Mozart, I don't know, man. You you look at these fixtures after club when they because they have a break now until until like after the club World Cup. But then you look at these fixtures: Palace, Burnley, Newcastle, Norwich, Brentford, Southampton, Leeds, West Ham is still struggling, and Everton. Till the end of April, that could be that they, they could actually put together a title run here with these fixtures. These fixtures, this is what Tuchel has been crying about, man. Just trying to play easy teams. These fixtures are actually going to be what separates Chelsea from Man U, particularly in my in my honest opinion. I think maybe Spurs, if they can get their house in order. Would have a better have a better chance than Manchester United because the fixtures look not the best, but they look decent. But for the most part, like man, I don't know. Maybe you think Norwich will beat Chelsea five zero, and uh, even you, even you, in your honest opinion, you don't see those happening. Like yeah, as a person who's a believer in FDR, like come on, man, let's 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 look at the fixtures on paper for both teams. But Chelsea had a run like this again in the early early in the season. Remember, like, I think they're like a, a like a five or six greens, and we're like Lukaku is gonna tear those teams apart. Gome, what happened during that time period? They did because if you go back to I mean, did they win that earlier that in that earlier time? If because... you go back to match week seven when they just had greens, Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, Leicester. Manu and Watford, they lost zero games and drew two of those games and won the rest. So given given green games, they'll win those. Though once you give Chelsea greens, they win. They they win. It's just it was a mix between like the Christmas and the New Year because they played Man City, Liverpool, and Spurs back to back. Of course, they're not gonna pick up nine points there. Those are some challenging games, and they've also been playing. They've played the most games this season. So you have to keep that in mind. They've been playing Carabao Cup. And they had to play that Super Cup, or whatever it was at the beginning of the season. So they've had quite a number of games, and fatigue is, is creeping in. So I think that was a, that's another big thing to keep in mind. But all in all, honestly, man, these fixtures... These fixtures are, if you're, uh, even if the Norwich coach had these, Dean Smith had these fixtures, I'm pretty sure he'd be drooling, man. 
drooling to to be like, yo, I need to get back out there and play, man. These fixtures are the best fixtures ever. The next eight, I'm telling you right now, if Tuko can get something going here, there, 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 could, there could be something. I'm not saying a title race, but there could be something. Wait, so what's your top four, Ngome? I don't think we heard it. What, what's oh, I didn't. Ma- I, I was yeah. about to mention it. So my top four, am I, uh, honestly, I think Man City will win it. It'll be very close. It will not be as open as people think it is now. Uh, it will be very close. Chelsea will come second. Liverpool third. And it's a toss-up between Arsenal and, Man U- and Spurs. I don't see Manu. Manu do their own thing sometimes, but for the most part, I think, I think, I think Spurs. Not actually, no, not Spurs. Spurs, Spurs will know will always disappoint you. Uh, let's all, let's not disappoint the viewers. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. Like uh, you don't write off the Gunners. They don't have European football. They're just playing in the league now. That's all they have to play for an FA Cup. So, Arsenal could be interesting. They do have four fixtures to be rearranged, but those are against Liverpool, Chelsea, and Spurs. So, I don't know, man. I still have Man City as well. So, who? Uh, oh, sorry, I don't have Man City. I don't have Man City before people kill me on Twitter and say I lied to them. But <laughs> I think, I think Arsenal, uh, nah, not Arsenal. I think, I think Spurs will sneak it. Probably like on goal difference or something. Harry Kane is back. Uh, so maybe, maybe the difference between your finishing f- fourth and seventh. You know what? Let me update my opinion. I definitely think Arsenal's going to finish in the top four. I definitely think that. I have no doubt in my mind that Arsenal's going to finish in the top four because we have to face Spurs and United. I know that sounds weird because those are big games, but we've beaten Spurs. We didn't just beat them. We, we laid them down. Right? <laughs> we wiped the floor with them. We hit them in 30 minutes. That's all it took. It was a quick 30 minutes. If that was a boxing match, they would have called it right there and then. Sent you guys home. Man United, I feel we can beat them. I feel, given how their season is going, like Kosi uh, said, you know, you just don't know what you're going to get from these guys. Ronaldo is amazing one week. The next, he's, he's just some guy. Bruno Fernandes is the same thing. Amazing one week. Next week is just... So, and even, even, you know, when they played West Ham, they had to wait until the 95th to win that game. So I'm not convinced by them. Spurs, I'm not even, I don't even think about you guys. I think about a lot of teams in this league. I do not think about Spurs. Like I have to remind myself that you guys actually exist. You guys have no chance, all right? <laughs> you have no chance. So it's actually ridiculous that we, we, even, we even bring them up. Samson, wasn't Spurs ahead of Arsenal like when we got into this weekend? We're on top of Arsenal. So I don't know why you're acting like we're some... Some some children that play in the garbage cans. No, fam. We we can actually end up <laughs> on top of Arsenal. You know, it's very possible that we can still finish at, on top of you guys, as we have been doing in the past. And as 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 my winnings were saying, Harry Kane is back. You know, Son is injured, but when he comes back, you know, and Bergwijn looks like he can also get pull some tricks out the bag. Uh, honestly, we need to make new signings. I'm never gonna lie. Our team is a bit 
even I'm not excited when I watch Spurs. You know, it's 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 not. We we're we're now we're now relying on the on the talents of Emerson Royale. So to me, that is not a very convincing team, to be honest with you. So, but still, though, very possible we might finish ahead of Arsenal, in my humble opinion. Uh, but you know, don't, don't don't count us just don't count out, don't count us out just yet. <laughs> um, but you know, as we are talking about the top four, we also have to look at the bottom. What uh, you know, we we have Newcastle eighteen, Watford nineteen, and Burnley twenty. And Newcastle, with all this new money, are really trying to buff up their team. They've already signed Trippier. I think they signed Fraser. You know, he's he's decent, but Mandem looked like he was he was struggling against Leeds. Um, open goal, he fluffed it. So I don't know what you two brothers think. Do you think this this? I mean, I don't know. I obviously do not want Newcastle to. I don't know. I kind of like Newcastle. I don't want them to go out. And but also like Norwich because I, I loved Dean Smith as as a, as a as a coach. I think he's a very good coach, and I think that Norwich deserve to keep playing up in the top. But then you know we have Brentford, Leeds, Everton, right there as well. You know I I don't know. I mean I don't know what what for for you two brothers. Which three teams do you think are getting out? Of course, we can start with you. Uh, looking at it, looking at the table. <laughs> Brentford leads, I think, will be okay. Everton, if they don't get their their house in order pretty quickly, with Duncan Ferguson being given caretaker charge, could be drawn into it. With Norwich, Norwich, they live there. This is their bread and butter year in and year out. When they come to the Premier League, they've become like this yo-yo club. Of they go down to the Championship, have the most money in the Championship, buy the best players, come back up, get relegated, do the same thing. So Norwich, in my opinion going back down, straight back down. And I think it could be the end for Burnley this year. They don't look as convincing as they once did before. Uh, with the Sean Dash, I think this is my, this might be a year where they've been, where they've stretched it a bit too much. They did sell their top striker to Newcastle, another relegation rival. Made no sense, but they did it anyway. So I think Burnley are going to go down. And then the other team I'm looking at here is Watford. Watford are going to the championship. Let's not kid ourselves here. Watford will be playing in the championship uh, come next season because you cannot build a club where you fire the manager every four months, five months. Like even if they if they get relegated, I see them getting rid of Ranieri, which in my opinion is it's a good thing to get rid of him. But all in all, like why, why was he appointed in the first place? Was he going to I know he certainly transformed the fortunes of Sampdoria last last year, but honestly, like he hasn't inspired any confidence. The boy Dennis has tried to carry them to some sort of normality, but all in all, I think they'll go down. Newcastle, Sir Maxima, Chris Wood, uh, Callum Wilson, the new midfielder Joe Ellington, they'll try and do something, and I think. They'll be fine. They just need to sort out their defense. And once they do in the next week or so, like a couple more signing here, Diego Carlos could be on the way. So that'd be a very shrewd signing. And they would shore up their defense, maybe add one or two more players there in the midfield or somewhere in the defense. I think Newcastle will be fine. But all in all, Norwich, Watford, Burnley, thank you, but no thank you. Okay, so I, I see the answer to this is like in two parts. So 
first things first is just uh, where people are on the table and what we've seen in recent seasons. And that's that Norwich are whipping boys. Every year they come, they get whipped. Like it's, it's clockwork with these guys. So thank you. you can pencil in Norwich for a relegation. The others, I'm not so sure because Burnley has played 18 games. You could make a case that with those two games in hand, they could make a difference. But at the same time, like, of course, he said they just sold their most productive player up front, Chris Wood. It doesn't seem like they're going to replace him. At least, you know, I haven't heard any rumors or seen any transfer stories about it. So we have to assume this is their squad. And, you know, their squad just doesn't have much. They already aren't a team that scores a lot of goals. They usually win by a goal or two, but they can't even get that now. So it's going to be very difficult. Newcastle are making a lot of new signings. And, you know, in the relegation fight towards the end, um, even though, you know, these are teams towards the bottom, it's not always one nils, you know. If you if you follow the relegation scrap year by year, you start to notice that, especially down the stretch when you are in April and in May, March, teams that are firing relegation, the teams with the best strikers, the best forwards, the best attacking records, those are the teams that usually make their way and find out to survive because... They're going to get their points when they face other relegation candidates. And in those games, it's going to be a shootout. So I think Newcastle, definitely going to win a shootout. Everton have Calvert-Lewin coming back, but they don't have a permanent coach. That might work against them. And Watford have Dennis. So, you know, I give Watford a chance, Newcastle a chance, and Everton a chance. But I do think Burnley, Norwich, and maybe between... Watford and Everton will go down. Most probably Watford. But yeah, my three is Burnley, Watford, and Norwich. Actually, so I was looking at the FDR chart, and Norwich doesn't have the worst. I mean, they fill Crystal Palace next, and then City and Liverpool. But then they go to Southampton, Brentford, and Leeds, um, you know, towards the end of February and in, a little bit into March. Um, you know, and I think their last, okay, their last games... Last two games against Wolves and Tottenham. Well, West Ham was Tottenham. So, you know what? Yeah, it's going to be a bit tough for them, I guess, in the end, in the end there. But if they win their green, their green ones, like if they win against Southampton, Brentford, and Leeds, that could be something. Newcastle, as like, you know, I'm looking at them as well. And yeah, I don't know. Depending on how they manage their signings, can, but like their last four games is against Liverpool, City, Arsenal, and Burnley. So, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting top, you know, bottom bottom three race because, you know, uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting to look at these things. I mean, I'm looking at Burnley, and they face Newcastle for the last right, and you know that could be something. But yeah, I think Burnley, but they have a few greens in there. But yeah, that team is just not inspiring. Uh, and they do face United and Liverpool as their, you know, their next two games. So, you know, if they get beaten, those two, it's it's tough. Mkosi, what, you, what, what are you thinking, sir? Uh, something else that we need to keep in mind here, the score difference. And looking at Norwich's goal difference, that is unacceptable. Negative 32. I think they're, I think they're going down, Mozza, even if these other teams around them just push so that they get to a point where they have the same number of points as Norwich. And when they get there, they can write on the fact that 
the better goal difference will count as like typically like an extra point because they'll always be above everyone will be above Norwich negative 32 then the next closest one is Newcastle on negative 22 and I don't see Norwich scoring as many goals to make up for that even if they win like the I think the highest score they'll win is probably like 2-0 that game against Watford this past weekend was a bit of an anomaly I don't see them actually raking up points and wins like three, four nil wins again. Like if they were to be a team like Southampton in the next game, probably be like a one zero or two one. It wouldn't be like a straight shootout or they'd even like lose that like two or three nil. Uh based on how they've performed this year. Uh but I don't know, maybe maybe Dean Smith has something up his sleeve that he'll try to prove us wrong, but at the moment he's proving us right. I really like Dean Smith. I really hope that he can he can pull it off for them. But then, yeah, it's it's you know if it's not Norwich, then who's going down? Because we also want Newcastle to stay up unless Leeds for some odd reason end up fluffing their lines and you know uh, Bielsa cannot do anything. Because yeah, so I mean it'll be it'll be an interesting thing. But um, talking about Dean Smith as he is the former Aston Villa coach, looking at Aston Villa right now, I can say I'm quite excited to see how. The man Stevie G is going to, uh, you know, where is he going to take this new Aston Villa team? Because they have quite some easy games coming up, and you know they've made some really good, really good signings. Like Coutinho, right now being in that side is really elevating. You know, people like Ramsey's now he's now someone to like, you know, is now force reckon with just because Coutinho, you know, the little magician, he really makes it easy for for other players. You know, now we could probably see people like. Watkins becoming, you know, a prolific goal scorer. You never know. Danny Ings can also, you know, wreck up the points from the mandem. Uh, you know, and I think he also likes to make the left wing backs like very involved in attack. So even Matty Cash, uh, I know. And now they've looked at Dina, you know. I don't know. I'm quite excited to see how Aston Villa progresses. You know, they, they might even end up top four. You never know. <laughs> yeah, but... What do you two brothers think? So, yeah, Aston Villa are actually on an upward trajectory in terms of, like, the players they've brought in, the kind of manager they're going for. Like, they're looking for a long-term project. Uh, you listen to the CEO, Aston Villa CEO. He spoke very highly about the kind of signings they brought in because he was saying that Gerard had asked for winners, people that win stuff. That's why you see people like... Coutinho walked through the door. Lucas Dino walked through the door. There's a midfielder, I forget his name, that they've been talking about that they're looking at. High-quality midfielder. It's just that my, his name escapes me right now. So I think they're building something that could be actually quite good for the future. Next season, they could be the team to watch out for in terms of like them breaking into like that top 10 and being like that team like in seventh or probably sixth if those other teams there don't get their get the affairs in order. I think, yeah, it's building something good, but, and also like bringing through the young players because you have to keep in mind that the Aston Villa under 18s won the, their championship, I think last year. So you see a lot of kids breaking through. Chukwame, there's a boy called Chukwameka, uh, who's quite a talent there at Aston Villa coming through Cameron Archer. The the good, good number of like two or three players there within that Aston Villa sphere that I think, 
could be actually quite interesting to look at going forward. No, that sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, I think I think that's a good note to to leave our listeners on. You know, I think we've we've, we've discussed a broad range of some good things this uh, in this in this part today. So, you know, we can we can any any closing thoughts, gentlemen, Samson? Any any closing thoughts lingering there in your mind? Spurs fans are in for disappointment now, in future, forever. Spurs will never know peace in this life. I'm sorry. Not gonna happen. Uh, don't worry, we'll be fine. We'll, 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 we'll make it. <laughs> Gomez Zulu, any closing thoughts from you, sir? Uh, is that this EPL is about to take a couple of turns that I think people haven't expected. Uh, some interesting stuff is going to happen uh, as to what it'll be. Uh, I have my few theories there. Uh, maybe you can read my book that I'm working on. Now I'll mention them there uh, about this season. But yeah, all in all, man, just just enjoy this thing called life and then watch UPL. Have a good time. Thank you, sir. Yeah, that's, you know, can't, can't wait to, to read this book when, he, when it comes out. I'm sure it will have a lot of hot takes and uh, you know, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of things to find interesting there. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining us this week. Listener, please enjoy the rest of your week as well. And you will catch us next time. Peace out.